All right, here we go. Three, two, one. We are back with the Upper Left Pod. My name is Andrew Johnson. Today, I'm in the studio alone. Don't have my brother. Don't have anybody else. I'm just in here alone. We talk to you guys for a little bit about sports, about, you know, what's happening. Um, kind of mostly with the stuff that I like, which is going to be a lot of the Detroit Lions and Hard Knocks. Seattle Mariners now back on top of the AL wild card. Um, the upcoming NFL season over unders of wood tunnels. And then also, I'm just going to talk briefly about the top 25 uh, when it comes to college football. So, full slate today, guys. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Try to get try to get you guys a good. Uh, good little uh, hour or so in here talking about sports by myself which is going to be hard to do but we're going to be able to get it done today um but yeah we're back uh upper left uh, i can't talk upper left pod episode five here on the couch podcast network um right now i just got uh you can you guys can't see because obviously i'm on i'm talking um but i just got uh i got the pat mcafee show on watching uh, my detroit lions and the uh indianapolis colts have a joint practice that's kind of cool um but yeah we're back uh uh, something I'm very excited to do. I'm very excited to be back here on the Couch Podcast Network. Uh, Upper Left Pod, you know, we've been wanting to come back. We just really haven't had time to do it with my schedule, my brother's schedule, and anybody else we wanted to have on here. We just haven't been able to get them on. Um, but, yeah, we're back here. Um, and it's exciting. I just hit my mic, so you heard that big bang right there. Uh, but, yeah, we are back. Um, very excited to be back. Um, I'm also excited today because today is also the very first day of football in the state of Washington. Um, some other states have already started, but in the state of Washington today on August 17th, 2022, football is officially back here in the state when it comes to high school. Um, you know, a guy from La Center, John Lambert, still down there, 24th year at La Center. Uh, it's been a long time for them. They should have a very good team this year. Um, and then also where I was previously coaching at Castle Rock, they have a little bit of a rebuilding year, but they should be doing well as they should be doing uh, fairly well this year. Um, and then where I teach at Kelso, you know, they got returned a lot of guys. They should be very good. They lost, obviously, their quarterback, but they should, should be good. But high school football is back in the state. And for the first time in 15 years, I will not be on the sidelines coaching. I started coaching at 22 years old. I'm 37 now. And the first time in 15 years, I am not going to be coaching high school football. And it's it hit me today when I was dropping my daughter off at volleyball camp. It hit me today that I am not coaching. And it's going to be weird, but I think it's good to have that that break. I think it's going to be a good time to recharge. Um, so, yeah, it should be it should be weird, but it also should be good. I get to spend, see my daughter play volleyball. Um, not going to be, you know, getting home at like 7, 30, 8 o'clock at night. I'll be getting home at a decent hour. Uh, I do get to play more golf, though. Uh, so that should be – it should be good. Um, so good luck to all those coaches out there today for high school football. Uh, you know, I'm not too far from Mark Morris right now. My, my friend Hayden Tilden, he's a quarterback coach over there, so good luck to them as well. Um, I got coaches all around the state that I'm, I'm rooting for. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, it's uh, it should be it should be interesting with people leaving new coaches, going to new places. So it should be interesting, but high school football is back. Uh, I still remember starting football, going to high school, and getting all excited, going to get your new gear, all that kind of fun stuff. And, uh, you, you know, it's going to be cool. And, uh, you know, I'm watching Hard Knocks. I'm seeing these high school teams wearing these these weird little helmet things on their – these little cover things on their helmets, which is kind of crazy. But that's another topic for today. But it's uh, – it's cool to see. It's going to be cool to see those guys out there. It's going to be 93 today, 93 today for the first day of football. So that should be interesting today today to see how guys have uh, been doing over the summer. But it's going to be cool. Um, so we have that. And then also, um, so the other thing, too, I want to talk about 
real quickly is Hard Knocks. If you guys don't know what Hard Knocks is, it's a show on HBO where it um, it started, I think, in 2000, right after the Ravens won the Super Bowl, and they went and they did a followed around the the the, the Baltimore Ravens after they won the Super Bowl and just followed them around training camp. And a lot of you guys don't know, training camp for the NFL is really it's it's a grind for those guys. Um, you know. I didn't play any. I just played high college football, so no big deal to me. But it wasn't as crazy then. They have weight they have to hit, but it follows them around, and you get a you get a little glimpse of what it's like in a in a NFL locker room. I mean, you get to see how intense it is, how intense these coaches are, um, because these are professionals and that's their job. And so these guys are literally fighting for their jobs. They have ninety guys in the roster, and they have to cut it down to fifty. What is it? I want to say 52 is their max roster they can have. So they got to cut down a lot of guys. 48 guys are going to get cut. and Or not 48. 38 guys are going to get cut. And uh, basic math, not one of my songers students. And so it, it's interesting to see how these guys get up every single day, go to a grind. that the, They have to basically get ready for training camp. And you get an inside look at this. And you get to see the more personal side of these guys because we see them on we see them on Sundays and we see them play, but we don't really know who some of these guys are. And you get invested in some of these players. Like last night, we really got to see who uh, Malcolm Rodriguez is, the linebacker, seventh round pick for the Detroit Lions or sixth round pick for the Detroit Lions. Um, you get to see all about him and how he's kind of like moving up the depth chart as a rookie. You get to meet David Blau, who's a third string quarterback, and uh, you know his wife who ran uh, for Columbia in the four hundred meters in the hundred four hundred meters. Um, you know, you're going to meet these guys. You're going to see people like uh, my my guy, because I'm a Detroit Lions guy. You're going to see my guy, Dan Campbell, or as they also know him, know him as the MCDC, Motor City Dan Campbell. Um, you get to see what he's like. And you get to see, as a former player, you get – you like – you watch him and you're like, I want to play for that guy. He's a guy that I would want to play for. He's he's a great motivator. You can you can tell when someone's being fake and you tell when someone's not being fake. Dan Campbell is not being fake. When he talks about biting kneecaps, when he talks about – it doesn't care if you have three toes and one ass cheek, he's still coming after you. Those are the things that – a lot of people will know. A lot of, a lot of people that aren't in the football realm, they know when someone's being fake. People in the football realm know when someone's being fake, and they're just putting on a persona. Dan Campbell's not. Dan Campbell is 100% genuine and cares for his players, wants to bring Detroit back, or not even bring him back, wants him to be good. They haven't been good in a long time. Wants him, wants those players, that they care for him, they want to be there for them. And you can tell, like, they are going to be, I think that they are going to be, I shouldn't say I think, I know they're going to be better than what they were last year. Last year they won three games. If they can double that and get to six, they're doing something great. They still need to fix up their defense, but Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions, I think, are stealing the show when it comes to being genuine and 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 caring for his players and it's going to be something if you haven't chan- if you haven't got a chance to watch it, if you have HBO I highly suggest you go and go ahead and take a look and see what's going on with Hard Knocks going on with the Mortar City Dan Campbell MCDC you know seeing these guys and you can just see the it's I don't know how else to explain it. It's it's pretty it's it's entertaining to watch these guys, and you can see them like the coaches yelling at each other. It's it's nuts. It's but it's really cool to see. And Hard Knocks, I think, is doing a great job. They've done a great job every single year. They make basically a mini movie every single week. It's like a forty-five minute to an hour long episode every single week. And every single week, you're like, wow, they did that in just 
a week or three days to get that ready to go. It's it's insane. Um, but definitely go out and check out Hard Knocks on HBO. It is. I'm not just saying as the Lions fan. I watch it every single year. It's going to be. It's one of the best shows on TV. It's only on for like six weeks. Um, but then starting up in, I want to say November, then they're going to do Hard Knocks also with the Arizona Cardinals during the season, which is even pretty cool. I actually did with the, with the Colts, and that was really, really exceptional. But Hard Knocks was great. Um, and getting to know these players and get to know these, these coaches is just something that's you just you don't get to you don't get to see this hardly ever so uh and then lastly before we get into our segments uh the seattle mariners are back on top seattle right now i believe is still um i think that they're a game and a half or not two games up in the wild card seattle on the wild card is still they're a game and a half up on Toronto Blue Jays, so they're leading it. Um, they're the number one team in the wild card, um, which to me is amazing. Um, it looks like, and I'm looking at right now, yeah, they have the easiest schedule the rest of the way through, so they should make the playoffs, knock on wood. You heard that, knock on wood. Um, they've made the playoffs since 2001. I'm loving with the I'm loving Julio Rodriguez to me is now the new face of baseball. Uh, Mike Trout's out, uh, and I think they have the next coming of King Griffey Jr. I think he's the next he's the next big thing. Julio Rodriguez is going to be amazing. I love this team. I love what they do. The only thing I don't like is I don't like waiting till the ninth inning from the score of their runs and me being like, okay, what's happening? What's happening? They don't do anything in the ninth ninth inning. They get in and they go, but. They, if they can keep this up, I, oh, if they make the playoffs, if they even just get one game, safe, or not, I keep saying safe, but T-Mobile, I keep saying safe kill, but I know it's T-Mobile, they are, it's going to be rocking. And if they can get into playoff, we already saw them beat the Yankees. The only team that they can't beat is the freaking Houston cheating Astros. So if they can get into the playoffs and they can get in there, it's going to be pretty uh, not pretty. It's going to be amazing to watch. Um, and right now, they have the third best record in the AL. It goes Houston Astros at 70, 75 and 43, New York 72 and 45. And then you get the Seattle Manners at 64 and 54, 10 games above 500, which it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be, it, it, they're going to, I shouldn't say they're going to. I hope they make the playoffs. And then I hope they get someone like, uh, if they can get New York, I don't want them to play Houston. I want them to get like Cleveland or someone in that second round where they can probably get a win, which would be great, and get and get them in. But we haven't seen them in the playoffs since 2001, each year it rookie season. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But I'm, I'm very excited to see what the Seattle Mariners can do the rest of the way. Let's hope that they can keep this going, people. Let's hope we can keep this going. Let's get that Soto Mojo going. Let's get them going see us rise. So, yeah, Seattle Mariners back on top. It's good to see. All right. Okay, so we're going to jump straight in to the college football uh, top 25. So this came out earlier this week. It came out um, on – the coaches poll came out first, and then the top 25 came out, the AP top 25, which is the writers. Um, obviously, Alabama number one, Ohio State two, Georgia three, Clemson four, Notre Dame five. Those are the top five. Those five have not changed. Those five are the same. Um, I would agree those are the top five teams. 
Um, with George, it's it's crazy to think to me that Nick Saban said that Alabama last year was a rebuilding year, and they made the freaking college football playoff, and they made this semi, and they made it to the finals. They got beat pretty bad by Georgia, but you can't say it's a down year. I mean, they're going to be Ohio State to me is still is still one of the I Ohio State. We'll see what they got. Um, they are in a division with Michigan only. I don't think anybody else in the Big Ten can even compete with Ohio State. We'll see what Michigan does. Uh, Georgia, they lost a lot. Um, they're still going to be really good. Kirby Smart's got that. That's a freaking machine down there in Georgia. Clemson and Dabo had a down year last year. They didn't have their best season, but they're back up top four. They're really good. in Notre Dame, new coach, um, new direction, um, defensive coach in there. We'll see how it goes. So... Yeah, you're good. Are you on the phone? Oh, you no, you're fine. Pause, you're going to pause on that and pick it up when you're done. That way I'm not here with the podcast. Sorry, we had a little little bit of a break there. A little technical difficulties. Uh, but we're talking about top 25 guys. We got, the number, we got the number five. We got the top six of Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Texas A&M. Um, but I'm going to go run through a few things here. I'm going to talk about which I uh, which of the top six teams I think will win the national title, uh, what two top ten teams I think will be unranked when the season ends, uh, the two unranked teams I think will finish in the top ten, um, and then lastly, what three mid-majors I think will be finished ranked. Um, so we'll talk about those those things here in a second. First, let's give it out to our uh, sponsor here with the Columbia Wellness Center. Taking care of your mental health is just as important as your physical health. At Columbia Wellness, we offer behavior health care for all ages. From telehealth counseling to inpatient addiction care, we offer the level of support your mind needs. Don't wait to enjoy life again. Give us a call at 360-423-0203. At Columbia Wellness, your wellness is our passion. All right, and we're back. Thank you to Columbia, Columbia Wellness for that sponsor. Uh, so let's get right into it, guys. So which teams do I th- – or which of our top six teams do I think are going the national title? So obviously the top six teams are Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame, or Texas A&M. So which of those six do I think is going to win it? Well, obviously right now you have Alabama at number one. Alabama last year made the college football playoff. They've made it, I think, almost every single year it's been there. I wish I had this sat in front of me, but right now my computer's not working, so I don't have it in front of me. Uh, but Alabama – uh, they probably, I mean, they lose a lot of skill guys. They return their quarterback who just won the Heisman Trophy. So this is going to be a year where Alabama, if they don't win it, I think it's kind of a disappointment. Um, also with Ohio State, you have C.J. Stroud as their quarterback who's looking to do, who's making to make their own run um, as the Heisman Trophy winner. Um, Ohio State is also, and I think in the Big Ten a league where there's really no one in that league that can really I think stay with them. I think last year with Michigan was kind of was the exception of the rule with them. Um, but Ohio State, I think, could be a team that does make it. Um, last year, Georgia's national championship lost a lot. I mean, they lost a lot on defense, a lot of offense in the NFL draft. So they're going to be, I think, while still number three, they're still going to be very tough. Clemson had a down year. Dabo's going to get that thing rolling again. They return their quarterback. I can't even say his name. It's a big, long... Hawaiian uh, name. I can't say it. Notre Dame, new coach. Uh, they're loaded again. And then also Texas A&M, who I think is a fraud. I, if I had to go through it, I, Texas A&M will not win it. Texas A&M, I do not think is going to win it. They're in the SEC. With Georgia and Alabama, they're not going to come out of it. If I had to pick a team right now, I would say the number 
team, the team I think that's going to win it is going to be Alabama. I think Alabama is the best out of the teams. Um, I think they're number one for a reason. Nick Saban, uh, there's a reason why he's the best coach in college football. You can make an argument the best the best coach in football in general. Alabama. Alabama, to me, I believe, is going to be the best team in college football. Um, they, they, they just have everything. There's a reason why they are, they, they are the way they are. It's because of Nick Saban and what he does. He loses coaches. Doesn't matter. He gets new coaches. He gets old coaches. They come in here. They're great. I think it's Alabama. And if I had to pick, I think it's going to be Alabama versus Ohio State, which I'm not a fan of because I like parity. I want to see more of a wide open. I'm tired of seeing the same teams, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. You know, I'm tired of seeing these teams in there. Um, you know, and it's just – it's to a point now where I'm like, I want to see something someone new come in. I want to see someone new come in. It's not going to happen. Um, we're playing in the day and age now of the NIL deals. So you got Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, all these top, all these top six teams, they have money. They can bring their players in. It's – do I think it's right? I think people should get what they're worth, and I think it's a good thing now. But I, it, it, to me, this is these teams in the top six. I think we're going to be seeing these top six for until some big change happens. It's going to be these top six teams. But out of the out of the top six teams, I think will win the national title, hands down. Hands down. I if I had to put money on it, I'd put down Alabama. I think they're the best team in college football. They're the most well balanced team in college football. They have weapons on offense. They have an unbelievably good secondary. It's going to be Alabama. That's my top six. That's the team I think in the top six is going to win it. Okay. Up next, the two top ten teams I think will finish unranked. This was a hard one for me. So I'll go through them again real quick. The top 10 team, the top one of the top 10 teams I think will not be ranked. Uh, it happens every year on average 5.4 of the teams in the preseason top 10 only finish there. Only f on average 5.4 of the teams in the top 10 finish in the top 10. That's how it happens. Um, so if I had to pick the top 10 teams, I think I do not see it. Um, Sorry, my computer's being really crazy right now. Let me go. What the heck? Oh, my gosh. All my notes are now. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Sorry, guys. Notes are being weird. Okay. So out of the top 10, you got Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, Utah, Michigan, Oklahoma, and Baylor. Those are the top 10 teams. Looking at this list, the top 10 teams, I think, the two of the top 10 teams, I think, will not be ranked at the end of the year. This is going to sound uh, Baylor at number 10. I just don't. I don't see it. I don't know why they're in the top 10. I know they had a good year last year. I just don't see it. So I think Baylor could be a team out of the top 10. Um, they're in a big 12 with Oklahoma, um, who is still the top dog. The team who's not on here, which we'll get into a second, the teams that aren't ranked that I think will be ranked. Um, but Texas is going to be in there too. Uh, that, that big 12 of Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma State, I just think that those teams are better than Baylor. And I can see them losing some games in there that they may not should lose, that they, they probably may not lose. Uh, their schedule, they got, I mean, they don't like, I can see them losing to BYU at BYU. Um, I can see them losing in Iowa State. Um, and then they're at Oklahoma and they're at Texas. Their, their schedule is not, favorable for them they got they're at BYU week two they're at Iowa State they're home against Oklahoma State they're at Texas Tech which isn't even they're not ranked but they're not it's not an easy place to go into Texas Tech at Oklahoma and at Texas so all of their tough games are 
on the road. So for me, Baylor being a top 10 team, I just don't see it. I, I think that they could lose five games, um, which would take them. If they lose five games, they should be out of the top 10. The other team for me in the top 10, I think that may not be ranked at the end of the year. Um, I, I'm going to go with Utah. I think, I mean, I, it's not going to be Alabama. I, the top five are kind of set. Those teams will be in the top 10. Um, I just, I, it's hard for me to choose another one. Um, but definitely those two teams, but also would not surprise me if another Big 12 team in Oklahoma is not ranked. Um, they lose Lincoln Riley, who was the face of Oklahoma football. They lose their quarterback and Caleb Williams, who went with them to USC. They bring in a guy as Brent Benables, who was under Dabo, but I don't, I don't see it as a head coach. He's a defensive guy. I, I think he's a great defensive coordinator. I just don't see head coach when I look at Brent Benables. When you, when you look at a head coach, you have to be like, okay, I get this. I see it. I see a head coach. When I look at him, I don't see head coach. I just don't see it. Uh, Oklahoma, once again, losing Lincoln Riley, which is the reason why they were in most of their games because he's an offensive genius. They lose their quarterback in Caleb Williams. He went to USC. So all of these, these factors of these things of people leaving, a brand-new coach coming in here, they lost one of their tenured, their wide receiver coach. He, he ended up leaving for some reasons. We're not quite sure what they were. He apparently said something he shouldn't have said in film. They're losing guys left and right. And when you lose guys like that, it, it's not easy to keep that culture that's been there. Um, so it, it's weird for me to say this, but I think I got two teams in the Big 12 in uh, Baylor and Oklahoma who could, I could see both being unranked at the end of the year. I really could see that. That's that's what's crazy to me. Okay, um, so here we go. Now we're on to my two unranked teams that I think will finish in the top, tw- top 10. Now, I'm going to get into some of these that you're going to be like, what is going on here? But I got one, two, three, four, five teams I can see that will be, that I could see being unranked. Now, I'm going to give you five. I said two. So out of these five teams I'm choosing, I think at least two of these could be in here. Obviously, the first one I talked, I talked earlier about it. I mentioned them. Texas. Texas is ranked in the coaches poll, but we're talking about the AP poll. They are not ranked right now. Texas, I think, is on the way up. They got uh, the quarterback who went to uh, Quinn Ewers, who was at Ohio State, didn't play last year, came back to his home state in Texas, playing for Steve Car- Steve Car- I can't say Steve Sarkeesian. He's they're doing something else, and Texas right now. Of the FPI projections, felt they only fell 70 points short of the top 25, but returns two of their best skill players in Bijan Robinson and receiver Xavier Woodley. Both those guys are back for them. Those are two I think will be two first round draft picks. Maybe not the running back Bijan, but he'll be a, he'll be a, a high. He'll be either uh, day one or day two pick. Xavier Woodley is is the truth. He's looking phenomenal, um, and it both and they also have experience on the defensive side. And the offensive side uh, between Quinn Ewers and Houston Cad, who knows going to be the quarterback, but they, I think they have it. I don't, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to be like, oh, Texas is back, but they're a team I can see being ranked that is not, I can see them being a top 10 team if they can put the whole thing together. So Texas to me is one team I can see being in the top 10. The other team is an SEC team in Tennessee. Everybody is so high on Josh Heupel as their, as their, as their, uh, as their, as their head coach. 
he is right there. Um, Tennessee, I think, is a team that's kind of sitting there that people aren't really high on. But I think last year with their with what they had last year, they will be pretty good. They should. Last year they had a good season. They went seven and five uh, with a brand new quarter with a brand new head coach. Um, they return a lot of their players, and it should be good. Um, this is going to be a team that I think. Uh, they could be favored in as many as 10 games this season. Um, so Tennessee is a team that I can see if people don't take them seriously, could show up and bite them in the butt. Uh, the last, the second, or the, sorry, the third team for me, another Big Ten team. Uh, you're going to see a theme here, Big Ten. You're going to see a theme here, Big Ten, Iowa. Iowa last year spent six weeks in the top 10. They bring back the normal Iowish squad that features a good secondary. Good offensive line and defensive line. Uh, a quarterback who returns but has some limitations. And its schedule isn't terrible. It has road trips to Ohio State, Purdue, and Minnesota. But it, Michigan and Wisconsin come to Iowa this year. Um, so it could be a team where, and they, and Kurt Ferentz knows what they do, but, and they, Kurt Ferentz does what Kurt Ferentz does. They're going to run their pro style offense. They're going to have good defense, good secondary, and they're just going to run the ball and their quarterback's going to not, is not going to make mistakes. So it would not surprise me if they go 10 and two somewhere in there and they're in a the top 10 team. So Iowa's a team that you could see who's not ranked, who could make it up there. Uh, the fourth team we're talking about is another big 10 team in Penn state. Penn State got as high as fourth last year in the AP poll before they lost uh, Sean Clifford to an injury. That kind of killed them. They lose when you lose your quarterback like they did. Um, that kind of really set them back a little bit. But he's coming back. Um, they have their offensive line, defensive line. Most of those guys returns as well. Their defense under uh, uh, Jonathan Franklin has always been great. Their defensive corner Manny Diaz is back, and the Nittany Lions could be. While it is a rebound year for them, do not be surprised if you see them winning some of these games. Penn State is that is one of those teams that could jump up there. They were t top four until they lost their quarterback. He is back. So with Sean Clifford coming back, expect them to make another run at that top ten. And then lastly is LSU. You have to remember that not more than not less than three years ago, they probably had the greatest college football team of all time. They won a national title. Um, they've gotten some new transfers. Uh, they got new coach Brian Kelly, who left Notre Dame to come down there. Brian Kelly, wherever he goes, he wins. So do not be surprised if you see an LSU team that all of a sudden you're like, where, where were these guys the last couple of years? They got a guy in there in Brian Kelly who's going to make things happen. Um, he is someone that I think is going to completely flip that thing on its, on its head, and LSU will be back. I would not be surprised to me if they win 10 to 11 games this year just because of Brian Kelly. Coaches in the, in the college football matter. Coaches in college football matter not as so much in the NFL, but we're not talking about the NFL. We're talking about college football. Brian Kelly is a guy that could 100% flip that thing, and you could see them having 10 wins or 11 wins this year. So, all right, last thing with the top with the top 25 uh, teams is going to be uh, what three mid-majors will be will finish ranked. So these mid-majors are not the top or not from the Pac-12, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the ACC, and the SEC. So these are teams out of the out of conferences. Um, one, the top one for me is going to be Fresno State. They um, 
They have an average win of 9.6 wins the last five seasons. Uh, they lost their head coach, Kalen Debor, for former head coach Jeff Tedford. Um, so we'll see how this goes. Um, so we'll see if the Fresno State Bulldogs can keep that nine win, nine and a half win win total, keep that going, and maybe they can win the maybe they can win the Mountain West Crown. So there's one team, Fresno State. Uh, second team is going to be UCF, uh, University of Central Florida. Gus Malzahn has that thing working. Um, the Knights, you know, since he's been there, uh, have their offense has just gone, kept going up and up and up. Uh, and you know what? Their UCF is also going to be entering in the Big 12 in the next couple of years because of Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. UCF is now going to start bolstering their roster to be in that Big 12. They're no longer going to be in their small little conference down there. They're going to be moving up into the Big 12. So they got to start doing some better recruiting. So to me, UCF is one team that I could see getting up there. And then lastly, my last team I can see that's uh, a, a team – that I can see a mid-major that can be ranked is going to be UT, UTSA, which is University of Texas of San Antonio. They had 12 wins last year. Uh, 12 wins, a 6-0 record, uh, and one-score and one score finishes, which means they're winning those close games, which means these kids now know how to win these close games. That's the hardest thing in, in football or in any sport is to win these close games. And they are starting to do that. They're 6-0 in, in these close games. Uh, the Roadrunners can, you know, they could start getting this, getting um, – getting this run of getting better and better every single year. And they have gotten better every single year, 12 and one last year, six known close finishes games. Uh, they are in a kind of a decently small league, but it could be a little bit harder, but UTSA is coming off a 12 win season. So don't be surprised if you see them back up there with 11 to 10, 12 wins. Um, so that right there, guys are my, those are my predictions of the three majors will finish ranked. Um, the two ring, the two teams I think will be finished in the top 10. Uh, and then the two top 10 teams will finish unranked. Um, that's my thought on the college football playoff, or not college football, college football AP poll. Uh, so thank you guys once again for that one. We're going to move on to the next segment. But first, here is our sponsor by Columbia Wellness. Taking care of your mental health is just as important as your physical health. At Columbia Wellness, we offer behavior health care for all ages. From telehealth counseling to inpatient addiction care, we offer the level of support your mind needs. Don't wait to enjoy life again. Give us a call at 360-423-0203. At Columbia Wellness, your wellness is our passion. All right, guys, we are back. Thank you for staying with the Upper Left Pod. I'm Andrew Johnson. Um, and now we're on to our last segment of the day. Our last segment is going to be 2022 NFL win totals for all 32 teams. I'm going to go through this. I'm going to look at each one. I'm going to give you their win totals, and I'm going to tell you if I think they're going to go over under. Uh, once again, guys, this is not me giving you – I'm just going to go off. This is not me doing anything else. This is just me just – Reading it and going off it. These are not mine. I'm getting these from actionnetwork.com is where I'm getting these. Okay. So we're just going to go down the order. Tell you what I think. Okay. So the Buffalo Bills are at 11 and a half win total. Over under 11 and a half. I'm right now with 11 and a half. The Buffalo Bills, I think, are the best team in football. I think with Josh uh, Josh Allen as a quarterback, I think in getting Von Miller, this is going to be a team I definitely would take the over of 11 and a half. Uh, I think this is a, a, a not an easy bet, but I think it's something that you need to take the over. Um, I can see them going 12 and 5. I think this is an over, um, 100% over. I would take this as the over. Buffalo Bills, 11 and a half, take the over. Buccaneers, 11 and a half as well. Buccaneers... With the addition of Julio Jones, uh, they lose Gronk. 
But they got Tumwater's own, Kate Otten. Um, but I think that they will be fine defensively. Uh, they're still they return all their they return most of their guys on defense. They still have Tom Brady. Eleven and a half, I think, is a little bit too much. I'm going to take the under. Uh, I just think that while they lose Bruce Arians, they still have Todd Bowles, but they lose Bruce Arians. They still have Brian Leftwich as their OC. They still have Tom Brady. I just don't know if they can get over the 11 and a half. So for the Buccaneers, I would take the under of 11 and a half. Up next is the Packers. The Packers are at 11. The Packers lost arguably the best wide receiver in the game in Devontae Adams. They did also bolster their defense, though. Their defense should be maybe one of the best defenses in the league. You still have MVP and Aaron Rodgers, so this could be a big, I don't know. 11 wins seems like a lot. I would take the under. I think they'll win like 10 games. Um, not having a receiver for Aaron Rodgers is tough. Their best receiver right now is either Randall Cobb or Sammy Watkins. Um, I just don't see it. That's uh, still Aaron Rodgers. They still have really good defense. They still have Aaron Jones. I just don't think they can win 11 games. I'm going to take the under of 11. Chiefs at 10 and a half. Uh, as I'm recording this today, they did card off Hardman, their new number one receiver when they lost. They lost uh, Tyree Kill to the Dolphins. 10 and a half. I don't even know if they're the best team in their division. Um, that could be up to that could be up to debate where it's either the Chargers or the Broncos. Uh, I I don't know. I would take the under on this game for the Chiefs at ten and a half. Uh, they lost Tyron Matthew again. Um, they've lost a lot of guys. They still have they still have Patty Mahomes. They still have Travis Kelsey. I think the addition of Juju Smith Schuster I think is going to be better than what people think. Um, but they lost Nicole Hardman today. Uh, I don't know if they lost him. He got carted off today. But if they lose him, I would definitely take the under of 10.5. I'm going to take it as well, 10.5. So I'm going to take that under. Rams at 10.5. Uh, I'm going to take the over of Rams at 10.5. I think this is – I don't know why this is at 10.5. I think the Rams are still one of the best. They just won the Super Bowl. Um, I think they should be up there with the Buccaneers at 11.5. I would take the take the under of that one. But with the Rams at 10.5, I am definitely going to take the over. Rams at 10.5. They still have Matt Stafford. They still have Cooper Cup. They, they got, I think, a big sneaky pick was getting Robinson from the Bears as a pickup. I like him on offense. Um, their offensive line is still good. They still have Aaron Donald. Remember, they still have Aaron Donald. They're still going to be very, very, very good. Sean McVay knows what he's doing. They just won the Super Bowl. Are they on that Super Bowl high? I know Matt Stafford's elbows hurting him, but I just don't think the Rams is 10 and a half. That's just, that's just ridiculous. Take the over. Cowboys 10 under. Uh, I don't even think the Cowboys are the best team in their division. Uh, I think the Eagles are the best team in the division. Cowboys at 10 games. If you're going to be relying on – they don't even know if they have a run game. I don't think Ezekiel Elliott has it anymore. I think Ezekiel Elliott is on his way down, too much, too many carries early. I don't think the Cowboys at 10 is very is, is realistic. I think, you know, I don't trust their coach and Mike McCarthy. I don't trust their offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. I don't trust it. Cowboys under 10. Niners at 10. Um, another one I'm going to take, I, I think I'm going to take the under on this one. Just, I'm going with my gut. I They're going to go with Trey Lance, new guy, under center. Um, we'll see what they have. Jimmy Garoppolo, while he did what he was supposed to do, they, you know, they, they traded up. They traded a lot to get him. 
Uh, Kyle Shanahan knows what he's doing offensively. Defensively, they, they still have, you know, probably the best linebacker. But uh, 49ers 10, I'm going to go ahead and take – I'm going to push it. I'm going to think that's right there. I'm not going to go with that one. That one's too tough. 49ers 10, I'm not going to touch it. Broncos at 10, I'm going to take the over. Uh, Broncos with the addition of Russell Wilson. I think makes them with the Chargers, who, by the way, they both have right back to back ten. They're both here back to back. I'm going to take the over for the Bengals or for the Broncos. Broncos at ten. I'll take the over. Uh, I think they'll get to eleven games. That team's going to be very good defensively. They're going to be very good uh, with Russell. That just elevates them up to that next level. Bengals at ten. Um, I'm going to take the under on the Bengals at ten. I think last year. With Joe Burrow, while they did make the Super Bowl, I'm not quite sure. The Super Bowl loss never goes well with teams, and so I, while they did upgrade on every single position, I don't that division's going to be tougher than people give it credit for. And now they win the Super Bowl, they're going to play some tough games. So the Bengals at 10 wins, I'm going to go under. Chargers arguably have the best quarterback in football, and Justin Herbert. Um, I think with their new with coach uh, with their coach, I can't blanking on his name right now, um, but with their coach going for it quite a bit, I think they're going to take a step back on going for it so much. And the Chargers, I think, it will definitely. If you look at their lineup, there. If you look at their team, that team to me, this is going to be. Uh, I'm saying it now. This is probably going to be my Super Bowl pick. Is going to be the Chargers, depending on what happens. But the Chargers to me are looking for a breakout season. Um, this is a team that I can see winning 12 games. Uh, so definitely gonna take the over. I think Justin Herbert's going to win the MVP this year. Uh, I would take that over in a heartbeat. Colts at 10. Uh, they're another team that are kind of intriguing with, you know, bringing back uh, or with trading to get Matthews, Matty Ice, uh, Matt Ryan from Atlanta. That's huge. I think getting him in there instead of Carson Wentz is massive. This is a huge upgrade at the quarterback position. However, they have no weapons. They're all young. They're all unproven. So what can they do? Well, they can run the football. They have probably the best offensive line in football, the best running back in football. They have a quarterback that knows how to get it done. Uh, it's going to be whether or not these court, these receivers can make the jump to the next, make their jump to the next. So the Colts at 10, I'm just going to leave it. I'm going to push it. I'm not even going to go over under on that one. I think the Colts at 10, that's just too hard of a, a pick right there. Eagles at nine and a half. I'm going to take the over. I think the Eagles are the best team in that division over the Cowboys. Um, I think uh, Jalen Hurts is underrated as a quarterback. If you look at his numbers compared to some of the top guys, he's right there with him, and he can run. Uh, I really do like what the Eagles have offensively, getting uh, Brown from the Titans. Uh, defensively, they're going to be solid. So to me, the Eagles at 9.5, I'm going to take the over. I think they'll get 10 wins, and I think they'll win that division. So for me, the Eagles, I think, are the best team in the NFC East. Uh, and so them, the Cowboys being ahead of them to me is just, is just crazy, but I will definitely take the over of the Eagles at 9.5. Ravens 9.5, I'm going to take the under. I don't believe in Lamar Jackson. I think I believe in Lamar Jackson as a regular season quarterback. They do not have a, they do not have a receiver. Hollywood Brown is now in Arizona. They have Lamar Jackson, but how much can you con- – I mean, when you he said they – Apparently, he put on 15 pounds of muscle. He's been looking great. He wants a new contract. Um, Ravens, nine and a half. I just don't I don't believe it. I think they'll win probably nine games, maybe eight games. I just don't see it. Browns at nine and a half. Uh, the Browns, it all depends on whether or not they have Deshaun Watson. Uh, Deshaun Watson 
if they have him, this is an over. If they don't have him, this is an under. Uh, we'll have to wait and see on this one. But if I had to say right now, I don't think the I think that he's going to be. I think he'll be out. Uh, therefore, for the Browns nine and a half, I'm going to take the under. Vikings, I think, is a sneaky team at nine nine wins. Vikings, I'm going to take the over. I think the Vikings are the best team in that division over the Packers. I think the Vikings are going to win that division. Uh, they made some very good uh, sneaky acquisitions in the offseason. Therefore, the Vikings at nine, I'm going to take the freaking over. Titans at nine, Derrick Henry is back. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is still back at quarterback, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, Derrick Henry stays ha- stays healthy. Uh, I can see them going over. If he gets hurt, I'm going to go the under. But Titans at nine, I think, is a push. I can't go either way. I think that's a perfect spot for them. Dolphins at nine, I think I'm going to take the under on this one. I don't. I do not believe in Tua. I do not, do not, do not believe in Tua. Yes, they do have Jalen Waddle. Yes, they have Tyreek Hill. But guess what? Jalen or Tua can't throw the ball 20 yards downfield. So I just don't see it. I don't believe in it. Dolphins at nine. I'm taking the under. Patriots, eight and a half. Another one. I'm going to take the under. Patriots, I don't think. I think without Tom Brady, we really do see what they're like. Apparently, Matt Jones made some improvements this season. They still don't have any weapons. They don't have any weapons. I mean, if you're going to tell me that you got who do they? Kendrick Bourne is your best receiver? No, I, I don't see it. Uh, Patriots under. Easily Cardinals eight and a half. Uh, I'm going to take the over the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals can win nine games this year, depending on what Kyler Murray does. Um, it all depends on him. If he can keep it together, I can see them getting over those nine wins. Uh, maybe hopefully they can keep the, keep it going. Instead of the first, so we get the first half, first half Cardinals say with it and they keep getting to keep it going to the second half. I can see them doing well, well, really well. Raiders eight and a half. This is crazy to me. The Raiders eight and a half is crazy to me. I do not understand this. You have Josh McDaniels as, as your coach who we've seen knows how to, knows how to coach quarterbacks when he was in new England. They have Derek Carr, who I think is a top 15 quarterback. They have Devonte Adams. Who's probably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Darren Waller, who's probably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, they got Chandler Jones on defense. I don't know why they're here at 8.5. I'm taking the over of 8.5. I think the Raiders could very easily be in that division. If you told me that the Raiders won the division, it would not surprise me. It would not surprise me in that division whatsoever. Yes, I think that's the hardest division in football. Um, I think all teams could have a winning record of 9 wins. So, to me, I think the Raiders at 9 wins is a, is a pretty easy one. Saints, 8.5. This will all come down to whether or not Jameis Winston can stay healthy. I think Jameis is going to do pretty well uh, if he stays healthy. Yeah, they don't have Sean Payton, but I think that they still have something there. Uh, eight and a half wins. I'm, uh, I'm going to go under, even though I said hope he stays well. But eight Saints and a half, I'm going to take Saints. I'm going to take the under. Uh, Commanders, so weird to say. The Washington Commanders at eight wins. Um, who's their quarterback again? Exactly. Uh, commanders don't have a quarterback. You don't know who it is. I'm going to go the under of eight wins for the Commanders. I just don't know. Their, their defense should be better, but I just don't know who they're going to be. Steelers, seven wins. Uh, that's a push for me. Uh, no. Yeah, it's a push. I don't, they don't have a quarterback. They got some new guys. They got Mitch Trubisky and they got K- Cody Pickett. I just don't believe in them. I don't know what they have, but also have to remember too. Uh, what's his name? What's their head coach's name? Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record. Never had a losing record. Uh, this is the first one I see them. I think they could be the worst team in that division. Uh, therefore Steelers, I'm going to take the under at seven wins. Giants, hammer the under of seven wins for the Giants. The Giants do not have a quarterback. Danny Dimes is horrible. Daniel Jones is terrible. Coming out today that um, 
Tyrod Taylor is taking first reps with the Giants. That is awful. That is so bad. Uh, Giants seven wins under. Uh, Bears six and a half wins under. Bears do not have a skill position that you can even name. They have no receivers. The running back, the offensive line, defense. I mean, their best defensive player wants out. That is a bad situation. Bears six and a half go under. Lions, my lines at six and a half wins. I'm going to take the over of this only because I think that they can get to seven games. I think that this is a a while. They only won three games last year. They were in most of their games. Uh, they were they lost six of their games by a point by three points or less. Uh, the Lions are learning how to win games. I think the Motor City Dan Campbell MCDC has them going in the right direction. Therefore, I'm going to take the Lions and I'm going to take the over of six and a half. Jaguars six and a half. Um, I have no idea where to go with this. If uh, if Lawrence makes a jump to where I think he can go, uh, I could see that. I can. I don't think they can do it. I just they gave way too much money to me. Like they gave Christian Kirk like forty five million dollars. That's just ridiculous. Jaguar six and a half go under. Panther six and a half. This is a team I think could be sneaky good. Um, their defense was solid last year. They don't have any. I, I say sneaky good. When I say sneaky good, I mean like six, seven wins. Uh, Panthers, six and a half wins. I'm going to go under. Um, did they upgrade with Baker Mayfield? Mm, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, but six and a half, I'm going to go under. Seahawks, five and a half, way under. Seahawks are maybe the worst team in football. Seahawks don't have a quarterback. And then I, I, I just don't. I, I don't I don't see it. I just don't see it. It's five and a half under. Jets, five and a half uh, under as well. I don't see the Jets doing anything as well. I think that I think um, Zach Wilson's a fraud. I don't believe in him. I don't get it. He had one year at BYU where he was decent, uh, in the in the games that were tough, he did not play well. I just don't see it. Jets under five and a half. Falcons five wins under. I hope Marcus Mariota has a great season. Um, I just they don't have they have no skill positions. They don't have anything. I, I like Marcus. They don't have any running backs, uh, but you know they do have our boy Caleb McGarry. Uh, his, uh, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a buddy. Hopefully they can do well. Um, I just don't see it. And the Texans four and a half. I'm going to just, I'm going to go under Texas four and a half. They literally have nothing. They literally have nothing. You can't name, they have one guy and it's a receiver and I can't even think of his name right now. Um, I just don't think it. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Brandon Cook. Sorry. I don't see it. Sam Mills or whatever his name is is their quarterback. I don't. I you can't name me anybody else besides their quarterback and their receiver. I you can't. Texans four and a half, horrible, going under. So that's my recap of the over under win totals for the entire NFL season, guys. I'm gonna wrap it up here. Uh, thank you once again for joining with us. Thank you, Clummy Wellness, for uh, sponsoring this episode. And hopefully we can hear you guys in the past. Thank you guys. Tune in for the next one.